It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I do believe we do have Daniel G and Syracuse on the line now. The Bombers assistant. Welcome to Crunch Time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for joining us. How is the energy around the Bombers at the moment? The two wins, the one loss, but another good chance to get four points on the board today against the Giants. Yeah, energy's great. Uh, obviously, we're, we're two and one, and uh, we didn't do a great deal right last week against St Kilda, but we still got level with them, you know, halfway through the last quarter. So, And they're the form team of the competition. Um, we've gone to work on that this week, and hopefully we can put in a show against the Giants today. Have you gone to work on Toby Green and watched uh, the tape of Nick Newman last week? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, our backs have, have gone to work on him, but they've got a lot of talent down there, which they always have. So... It's not going to be just about Toby, but we know he's an energy for them. He's their captain. If we can do a number on him, it'll go a long way to us winning this game. Uh, Gia, Josh Jenkins here. Good luck this afternoon. What's what's been? You've been around the Bombers for a little while. You know the personnel really well. So, yeah, you know, I guess a fresh look at things from Brad Scott's perspective. But what have you liked in terms of, you know, shifts that you've tried to make? What have you liked the most about the first three weeks? Oh, I think it's been well documented that we've we've trying to go to work on our defence and in regards to that it's not where we want it to be uh, teams are still transitioning on us so it's still an evolution that but what we've been able to do this year is slow them up a lot last year was probably a bit more helter skelter and they were getting through us really quickly um, we've gone to work on that especially this week the Saints did it too easily but I think it's just really that team first attitude and uh, whoever's turn it is on any given day um, to be you know the better players in the in the team that's sort of been the most pleasing part. We haven't had sort of one guy that's shooting the lights out. It's been a different guy each week. So we're working on that. Um, we're trying to get the guys to understand that's what good teams are about. That, you know, if one guy gets shut down, the next guy steps up, and we'll be looking for that again today because the Giants have got talent in all three lines. Talk to me about Nick Martin. We, we, we loved his work last year. He was probably, you know, alongside Peter Wright yeah, and, and Mason Redman, I guess, yeah, three real shining lights across the season. But he feels like a player who's just going to get um, overlooked and not spoken about his whole career, yet he's just going to keep on doing what he does and performing to a high level. What's he like during the week? He, he seems like he'd be a quiet guy. Is that how he is, uh, you know, internally Monday to Friday? Because when he gets out in the footy field, he just does uh, the right things uh, time and time again. Yeah, he definitely gets into the right spots and I think especially as the game goes on, we look to Marto to sort of inject his life into the game and, and he accumulates the footy and he uses it really well and uh, well, he's 15 months in now and I'd say he's spot on with regards to being quiet but there's a bit of cheek there as well. So he's, <laughs> he's that half forward flanker that, um, you know, he knows how to get out the back, etc, etc and, you know, he's getting exposed to the wing as well. So, um, yeah, although he is a quiet guy, I think uh, deep down there's a bit of cheek in, in him and that sort of comes out in his play as well. So um, he's an important player for us. As I said, he's a guy that uses the ball really well front of centre and we're going to need that again today. Daniel, your coaching journey is tracking really nicely. I've got eyes and ears all over the world and I'm told <laughs> that you were in the Nordic part of the world, in the, Norway or Denmark over the off-season, um, upskilling yourself, I guess, with some soccer clubs. Can you give us an insight on what you learnt overseas? 
Yeah, I was in Denmark and Finland. So um, throughout the Level 4 coaching uh, course, they hook you up with a mentor or you seek a mentor out. And Pippa Grange has been my mentor for four or five years now. And uh, she, at that time, was based in Denmark, um, working for a soccer club over there, FC Norderslander. So um, again, it's just trying to find a point of difference. Um, those Scandinavian countries do things really well. Their ability to uh, have no ego and um, all push in the one direction was something that I was trying to tap into. Uh, and then Finland, they're, you know, they're number one in ice hockey in the world and they're coming up against some of the giants and they've only got um, about five million people in their country. So that's why I sort of tapped into that. Also their education system's outstanding. So how I could bring that back to the footy club and impart that knowledge on our boys, but uh, obviously help my coaching journey and wherever that takes me down the track. How cold was it over there? Must have been freezing. No. Uh, it wasn't too bad at that time. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, there's, again, in Finland, you know, I think there's 180,000 lakes, so that's why they're so good at ice hockey, because they ice over around this time of year. So I missed that part. It was cold for me. They thought it was really warm. It was about 12 <laughs> degrees, but uh, no, nah, really enjoyable um, time and, and something that I can definitely build on down the track. Gia, there's, a, there's another T Green uh, playing for the Giants who is one of my favourite young players in the competition, Tom Green. He's a huge, big midfielder. Yeah. He's uh, six foot three. He's, 90, he's listed at 92. I reckon he's about 95 or 96 kilos. Uh, would a Will Setterfield be a, a nice, I guess, physical matchup for him? Because I saw Setterfield do a good job against Tuke Miller a, a couple of weeks ago where he'd sort of you know, lean on him and be on him at stoppage and then look to get involved in the game going the other way. Setterfield's averaging about nine uh, score involvements per game. So uh, is that a way you could go with, with Setterfield who can do a role and, and, and also stay involved in attack? Yeah, he's an option um, and he's done a great job for us in the first three weeks. And, you know, while we got him to the footy club, you know, it's probably been well documented that uh, we're not the biggest mids and he's definitely one of those. And the great thing for Setters is he can do a job around the contest um, but he can also um, get off his opponent. So I won't declare it now, JJ, but there'll be, someone definitely, yes. there'll be someone <laughs> definitely going to green at stoppage and we want to try and work off him. We saw Dyson Heppel subbed off a couple of weeks ago. We saw Trent Cochin start as a sub yesterday. Is that something you'd consider for Essendon, to have Dyson Heppel start the game on the bench as a sub and come on whenever he's required? I think, just with regards to that, I think you're, you're looking at the 23 now. Yep. So whether it's Hep, whether it's anyone else in our team, I think you're looking for how to get an advantage. And I heard your conversation before this, and I'm well-versed because I obviously <laughs> did it late in my career. And um, the game's slower. I looked yep. fast when I came on with 40 minutes to go, and um, I knew everyone else was cooked. So uh, I think that's how we're looking at it as a coaching staff. Um, I watched that game yesterday, the Dogs, and Cochin had an impact, didn't he? So... You know, I, I don't think you, you put a line through anyone to be doing that role. Um, we'll keep making those decisions with, with what best fits the team to get the result we're looking for. Daniel, not good news during the week. Mac Welfie is going to miss six weeks, at least six weeks with a hamstring. But better news with Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, who is back training. Is he a chance to play next week or how far away is he? Yeah, he's playing today in the VFL. Um, we get some match fitness in again. So, oh, it's, as we've always said along the journey, it's great to see Waller back out there. You know, I was unfortunate with this little quad nick that he got because he'd done the whole preseason. So he's going to continue to build um, again, like everyone on our list. We're going to keep trying to find the best team that's going to be able to win each week. And um, as well as gets that fitness, he'll definitely be a part of that. Jude, can you just uh, elaborate on, I guess, the, the omission of Massimo D'Ambrosio? Because 
you know, I guess if you if you look at the stat sheet, and you shouldn't only look at the stat sheet, but 27 disposals, you'd suggest he's been involved in the game. What 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 are some of the elements of the game that you're still working with? You know, with him, he's still new to the game, and he's going to have peaks and troughs. But what 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 are a few things that you're working with? Um, you know, with him to to ensure that he plays AFL every week. Yeah, it was uh, it was a massive talking point at match committee, um, and simply the way I put that is, Brandon Zerk Thatcher was probably if not our best, one of our best two players in the first couple of weeks and then hurt his ankle against the Gold Coast and Mass was the player that came in for him. So um, it's an unlucky one for Mass. Uh, he's a real asset. Um, you know, he's probably fighting with guys like Mason Redmond and Andy McGowan and guys like that, um, playing that high half-back role. But uh, he, he's going to be a long-term player for the Essendon Footy Club. This one was more stiff than anything. So um, he took it really well. Uh, he'll go back and put his best foot forward and I'm sure he'll be back in the side sooner rather than later. We're speaking to Essendon assistant coach Daniel G and Syracuse. Daniel, Brad Scott, what's impressed you the most about him? Uh, he's got a presence. Um, like when he played, um, you definitely know what he wants from you. Um, but he's also an astute... Um, he's got an astute knowledge of the game. I can't keep up with him with the amount of footy, footy he watches. <laughs> um, and he's got a photographic memory. So, um, no, he's been outstanding. And you, the experience that he's got, you can tell he's got that. And he's, he's slowly imparting what he wants on the club. But he's also come in and it's been quite refreshing that he's taken a bit of a back seat, seen what we've got on the list. And then we're trying to mould this team into what is going to be the next Essendon Premiership side. Well, Daniel, thank you for joining us today and best of luck against the Giants. No worries, guys. Thanks very much for having me.